This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, yes, yes. A good Thursday one and all. Taz Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Sam, Mike, across the way, bogus with your updates. We thank you, boys. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Attention, hotline fans. That is your number to call for the next three hours, right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 Pacific here on CBS Sports Radio, app as well on Sirius and XM at channel 206. And make sure to download that podcast each and every day, radio.com, Apple Podcasts. What's going on, Taz? How you doing, bud? Oh, uh, good, Moose. Good. Hope you're good. Everybody's good. Everything's yeah, good. good. Can't uh, complain. It's a good Thursday. Yes, yes. Week's rolling along. It's almost over. Went quick. That's it. Went quick this week, yeah. It did. Flew by. You're right. Yeah, uh, I've had yeah, good yeah. shows up until this point. It'll be a sure. good show today as well. Um, and a, a lot to get into, Taz, as we are... You know, winding down the NFL preseason, you'll have the massive cuts over the course of the weekend as teams go from, you know, 89, 90 players on their roster down yeah. to uh, down to 53. Um, you're already seeing a number of trades being made, uh, too, as uh, you saw the Patriots add a couple offensive linemen as uh, as they deal with their, uh, you know, not, you know, questionable whether or not they're going to have their starting center, David Andrews, for the entire years. He's dealing with blood clots and uh, some teams are going out there and adding linebacker depth as well. As you saw, the Packers trade their, I think, on their depth chart, their fifth outside linebacker yesterday afternoon mm. uh, for a late-round draft choice in the future. So you're seeing this kind of movement. The uh, the Jets adding uh, Hairston from the Indianapolis Colts uh, for, uh, I believe, a six-round draft choice in the 2020 draft as well. And they've got massive cornerback issues. Uh, does Greg Williams in that Jet defense. And they went out there and made a trade with Chris Ballard in Indianapolis. So you're seeing some of these teams do this before the fourth preseason game and before the massive cut. So they're getting cracks, say, at some guys that probably might not make a roster mm, or yeah. might get cut, but they're making the first run at them to make sure they're at the, on their team. Yeah, and, and that's all, you, if you're a player, right, that's all you can hope for is something like that, an opportunity like that comes about because this is scary time right now, this time of the year right now for a lot of these players are going to be out of work. A lot, You know, that's the thing that, you know, you don't no one thinks about. I mean, the, the you know, whatever, the... Uh, the guy fourth on the depth chart that that's an offensive tackle that is on the cusp of maybe making a team, maybe not. So if someone doesn't pick him up, you know, next thing you know he's gone. Meanwhile, he quit his regular job to uh, to to, to you know, walk on and try and make this football team and stuff like that. And then the guy, some of these guys have nothing to go back to. It's just that's just stuff I think. It sounds it is sad. It sounds sad because it is sad. But you know, then there are situations like you're saying, like you know, guys are getting picked up elsewhere, which is nice. It's good to hear and. It's, it's uh you know because their career can get rolling and get opportunities elsewhere. So, you know it's a it's a tough time for those guys though that are that are you know going to get cut and you know when the rooster comes around and you get chopped it's it's it sucks. Uh yeah, I mean there, there's no doubt. Uh, some guys uh, it might be their end of their NFL journey. Yeah, some might yeah. continue with another team. Uh, so yeah, I mean that that's that's not a that's not a good situation either. Yeah. Um, but um, and for those guys, you certainly feel for it and. 
you know, with that being said, we'll see where those cuts do go, in essence, uh, you know, across the National Football League. But even if you do get cut, does not mean the journey's over because you could be picked up by another NFL team or you could be on a team's practice squad right. uh, for the entire year as well, Taz. And, you know, the Dallas Cowboys had their, you know, quote-unquote team luncheon. Um, you know, and a lot of teams do this around the National Football League. We saw the Packers do it and dressing up the quarterbacks did as, as – uh, as, uh, dressed up as characters from the Happy Gilmore movie, the Adam Sandler movie from a number of years gone by. But, um, you know, the Cowboys had their lunch in, and Jerry Jones had some interesting comments talking about Ezekiel Elliott. This was courtesy of 105.3 The Fan, saying that his squad, that offense, won't rely on one running back. We have to be prepared to uh, uh, play without any given player, Uh, and um, uh, that's just a given. That's not unusual business in the NFL. Yeah, how about whether or not Zeke plays this year? Listen, uh, we've got a marathon here, and we want Zeke when we get to the playoffs. We want Zeke when we're uh, in the uh, uh, dog days of this season. How about a face-to-face meeting with Elliot? Would that help? We all know that agents, attorneys, uh, all have their agenda. And so uh, the straighter it goes from the, uh, from the uh, source to the one receiving it, Nine times out of ten, that's more efficient. Well, it's more efficient for Jones uh, because he can cut through some of the nonsense of the BS. It's not necessarily more efficient uh, for the player because the player then would be at a a stark disadvantage if you're going mano-a-mano against Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys uh, and you're trying to negotiate a contract. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the one thing, Moose, the one cut I find very interesting is that he says we got, you know, got a marathon here and that, you know, basically paraphrasing that they need Zeke when they get into the playoffs. It's the same guy just a couple of weeks ago that was saying, you know, that you don't need a uh, a star running back in, in the postseason. You don't need, you know what I mean? I know it was uh, it was him just spitballing, uh, throwing out there negotiation tactics. I get that, but it's kind of like he contradicts himself. Did he not say something to that to that elk that I'm saying a uh, couple of weeks ago? No, he did. He, he did, and then he walked back those comments. That was, uh, you know, the uh, right. And then he joked around, I guess, a couple of days later. He did. I mean, I, you know, I looked at it as being negotiating tactics. Is it, uh, you know, did he, um, you know, is he talking out of both sides of his mouth? That's yeah, what I'm probably. saying, yeah. 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 yeah I, but I mean, that's him. He just, if there's a mic, he's talking. You know, that's where he is. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and he's, you know, he's the owner of the team. He's obviously a billionaire. And um, <laughs> and if you're Ezekiel Elliott, you, you don't like the messaging you've got now. You know, Jerry Jones is, you know, Jason Cole covers the National Football League, tweeted out last night. Um, you know, the Cowboys and Jones have got a history of kind of uh, circumnavigating agents and trying to negotiate uh, with just individual players. He told an interesting story when Des Bryant a number of years ago was having that contract hold out. Um, and at the time, Des Bryant was being represented by uh, the late, I believe, Eugene Parker, and Parker rem- uh, relayed this story to a lot of guys that, around the National Football League that, um, you know, uh, Jerry Jones, you know, called Des Bryant and said, come here, you know, come over to the stadium, I want to talk to you, walk the, you know, Des Bryant meets Jerry Jones, I guess, in one of the luxury boxes or what have you, right. you know, at, at the Cowboys Stadium, and, you know, starts to kind of sweet-talk him and, you know, talks about trying to you – know, Jones kind of hinting at the fact of negotiations. And Des Bryant looks down at the football field at the Cowboys' home stadium and said, um, you know, Mr. Jones, what would happen if we went down on the field right now and played football? And Jerry Jones told him, well, you'd kill me. 
And and Des Bryant said to the owner, he goes, then why would I negotiate with you? <laughs> that's right. I mean, which that's, is yeah. a pretty good response good. when yeah. you look at it from Des Bryant's perspective. Very smart, understanding yeah. that, you know, he's at a, st- uh, a, a distinct disadvantage if he's just trying to negotiate or the, uh, the owner's trying to negotiate with just the player and not having the agent or lawyer or what have you uh, that's looking out for your best interest. So... I mean, you know, long story, you know, short here. You look at the, you look at the Dallas Cowboys. They can tell you all they won. They won Elliott for the playoffs and the dog days of the season. That's all well and good. They understand as well that you know that offense is and that entire team is, you know, success rate is surrounds that that running back more right. so than any other more so than any other running back in the National Football League. And that's going to be a concern if you're Jerry Jones. I don't care what you're spinning at a luncheon. Right. I don't care what you're telling to 105.3, the fan down in Dallas. I don't care what you're telling whatever medium in, uh, person's going to interview you today. Uh, the concern level's got to be great that Elliott's not going to be there in all likelihood week one. He's the best player on the team. I mean, it's the bottom line. He, he's, he's the NFL's leading rusher last year. And his best, Zeke Elliott's the best player on Dallas Cowboys. I don't care what anybody thinks about him off the field. It's... If you're just talking football on that Dallas Cowboy, you know, squad, he's the best guy. You know, and, and he's a massive draw. And I'm sure his his jersey sales, his merch is through the roof for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, so and you know so he's he's a he's a cash register for Jerry Jones. <laughs> and he wins. He knows how to win, he knows how to run the ball, he can control an offense, and he makes Dak Prescott a lot better. You know what I mean? We know that. You and I know that. We talk about it a lot. So somehow, some way, they gotta they gotta get it done. And who has the control, Moose? Does the player have the control, or does the team have the control? I think the team has the control because they have the money, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In uh, regards to this, you know, getting him in that helmet, in that jersey, on that field, who has the control? Uh, yeah, well, the, the team, the team does, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. So they got to figure it out to get it done. I'm not saying you got to – Jerry Jones got to empty his wallet for the guy, but I'm saying you got to find a way to get it done. And it's just – this whole thing has been going on the whole offseason. Well, the – well, the summer camp, I should say. And it's like they got to figure this out and get this thing done. Otherwise, are we going to have another Lev Bell situation here where this guy's not going to play this year? Well, I mean, I mean Le'Veon Bell, a little bit different because he threatened if he got the franchise tag that he would he would not play, and he ended up not playing. Um, you know, But at this stage, uh, a year ago, the Pittsburgh Steelers team you know, or relayed a message that Bell would be there week one, and he never showed up week one, which ticked off a lot of his teammates. If you harken back to that time a year ago, Taz, I, I look at Elliott is, yeah, the team has the control, but you also can't bend over backwards if you don't feel like you need to invest the kind of money the player's looking for either. I, 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 yeah, I agree, but you got to, you know, these owners spend all this money and, and put all this time and effort and their their lifestyle goes into these teams, okay, and, and a, a plethora of money. So I just think you got to exhaust all ways to get this done with a guy like this. Otherwise, you know, you, you, you don't want him – you don't want him floating out, around out there. You don't want him coming back and then he's disgruntled. And then it's like he's not – you know, that's the thing. The guy does – Go through those spans, Zeke Elliott, where he's a little bit of a you know he's a, he's a little he's a bit of a wild man. So you never know how he's going to react, but but you know he he's going to get you a chunk of yards. He's going to get you a chunk of touchdowns. He's going to get it done for your offense. And like I said a second ago, the most important thing is he makes your quarterback better. And Dak Prescott needs him. No, and and Big I, don't, time. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with any of that. But if I'm an organization, then do I make a bad deal? 
Well, I don't. I don't think you make. I think no organization organization tries to make a bad deal. No, no. But, my point. My but you get the point I'm making. I mean, in, in terms of the pressure that you right. feel as a as a franchise, do you look at a scenario here where? Uh, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, that you sign a player to a contract that you're uncomfortable signing that player to because you realize the importance that player is to your team. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. He's on, he's got two years left on the deal. Yep, twelve point right? nine million. Okay, so he's. I mean, we all can agree in the world of the NFL, he's underpaid, right? I mean, not, we can agree right, on that. But yeah. that's a rookie contract, correct? Right, right. So he's on his rookie deal. So the Cowboys and I, <laughs> listen, it's a tough. That's a tough conversation because you signed a deal. You know, so I've never I've signed a lot of deals in my life, never for that kind of money. But I've signed a lot of deals. I've never reneged or, or or complained about the deal while I was in the deal until I was coming towards the end of the deal because maybe I wanted to change the deal or leave or what have you. Thing is, you get these guys now. You have them on a rookie deal. They become mega stars. We've seen this happen a whole bunch, and then they get ticked off. Like, yo, I'm out here. My play, my career could end in one play. And they still they still got me on a rookie deal here. You know, why don't they in good faith get this thing done and, and lock me in here? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Todd Gurley, when he he's the highest paid running back. So when he got re upped, he he had two years left on his rookie deal, I believe, right? I think he uh, did. I'm not sure about I that. I think he might have. So maybe that's how Zeke's looking at the deal. You know what I mean? Like it's like, well, you know, Gurley had it. He had two years left. They locked him in. Lock me in. Make Get pay me more than getting Gurley. Get let's get rolling. He's Gurley's not even Gurley's not going to be the top running back lead this year. Most most probably because of you know the knee, the wheel. He's he's got a problem. Well, and and the brilliance of Saquon Barkley in New York with the Giants. True, uh, very true. But also Gurley doesn't have the issues away from the football field that Elliott does. No, I know. But we're just talking football. But but I understand. But that does factor in. Yeah, but but we've I I don't know. When I've, I've, heard, been, I've when, heard those people that cover the Cowboys uh, was probably yesterday. They're saying the people that you know these reporters that work with the team that, that cover the team, Jerry Jones doesn't care anything at all about the off-field stuff. What Zeke? That's what he said. Well, I, yeah, I mean that—that's what the, I've heard. I've heard the the, the guy who was laughing when we were playing the drop. The guy who was interviewing him, and then when he said about uh, when uh, he said Ziku, when when Jerry Jones said Ziku, yeah. that dude, I, I, his name escapes me. That reporter, he he was saying that. Hey, um, I heard him on ESPN. He was saying, hey. Um, uh, Zeke, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jerry Jones doesn't care about the off-field stuff. So if that's true, and he's healthy, Zeke Elliott, and he's training, and and we confirmed, Mike confirmed with me, that Gurley had two years left on his deal, yeah. his rookie deal, and then they re-upped and made the highest-paid halfback, running back. Okay, so then, uh, not that I'm an advocate for, for Zeke Elliott, I'm just saying, I could see the guy's point, because... Yeah, I mean, listen, If I think that would be, number one, foolish if Jones doesn't think about a guy that's been already suspended by the National Football League for his behavior away from the football field. I agree with you, I but mean, I'm just telling you what apparently well, he that, thinks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here is Jones talking about that on 105.3 The Fan. With everything that I know, uh, which is everything, I think, I'm very comfortable with off the field with Zeke. Let me get that real clear. Yeah, there you go. I mean, he says, so I'm that, very comfortable. No, I get it, so, but he's also, I mean, he's also not going to tell you, he could be feeling completely different and spin it differently to the media as well, and in social, uh, you know, out there getting okay. interviewed, he might not tell you the complete truth. If he came out and was like, well, listen, we've got massive reservations about Ezekiel Elliott, the person. Right, no, no, but there's ways that they would can create spin. That would create headlines no, and I know, negative well, headlines. But there's ways, and we've heard these people do this before, there's ways they could verbally spin it to, to get the message across. 
okay, that they have a problem with the guy. Again, I'm not. If I was, if I was yeah, Jerry Jones, I I'd have a problem with. Yeah, the I don't field. know if I'm buying into that hook line and sinker. I get what he's spinning, uh, you know, to the media, but I don't know if I, if I'm necessarily buying that uh, that they have no reservations about Ellie. All right, so Mike, the guy's name's Clarence Hill, right? The, yeah. the, the, yeah, the yeah, reporting right, for so. the. Um, so he went on ESPN. He went on ESPN radio. Yep. I heard him say it, and he said, uh, "Again, I'm not saying Clarence Hill is, is married to uh, to uh, to uh, Jerry Jones, but." He had said that, look, this guy don't care. Because the interviewer said to Clarence Hill, and I'm paraphrasing, something to what you're saying, like, well, the off-field issues and all stuff. And the guy, and Clarence Hill said, no, no, listen, Jerry Jones don't care about the off-field issues. Of, of, of well, you look at, I mean, he's taking characteristics on, on a number of guys over the course of, right. of, of his ownership of the Dallas agreed. Cowboys. Agreed. He's brought in a lot of bad guys agreed. To, uh, to put on that uniform. Agreed, agreed, agreed. But so, that's why, Moose, I'm saying maybe that, that, conversation, the off-field stuff with Elliott is a non-issue here because someone who covers the team closely and knows Jerry Jones said it. Jerry Jones basically in a roundabout way, we just heard him say that he's comfortable with Zeke off the field. So that's a very... Not- but we can also have the understanding things are said publicly that can be different than things that are said privately. Moose, we of course, yeah. Uh, so we, I not, mean, we could do we could do everybody we play drop sound from we can say that about. Uh, but I'm saying is like if it's a negotiating thing. Look, if if I'm if I'm Jerry Jones and I want to get this guy back in, and I want to get him for less money or what have you, I'm gonna somehow put out there in light form, verbal form. I'm not comfortable with Ezekiel Elliott. He did the opposite, and he's letting the people that cover the team. In Dallas, the same thing. Know that. You know what I mean? So I I don't think he's lying about that. But this is a team that also said they were comfortable with Greg Hardy. I, I, I understand. I'm just. Who, t- who I, beat I, a woman. I, I understand. I mean, I so. I, no, I mean, I, no, I, I guess, Taz, I, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to buy into that hook, line, and sinker. Then, uh, then what's the holdup? Uh, I, I don't know. I, well, think, then, I think it's just the money. I think it's the money. I don't think he want. They, well, I, if they if there's no reservations about him away from the football field, right? If they're fine with his character, a guy that's been suspended by the National Football League for his behavior away from the field, they're fine with all of that. They they look at his importance to the team. He makes the quarterback better. They're relying offensively on him running the football. Why? What? What is then the holdup in the negotiations in terms of? What they're willing to pay him and what he is looking for. I because you just answered your own question, though, dude. You just answered your own question. It's it's like most negotiations, as you know, it's the money. They, no, no, they, but, they don't want to pay him the amount of money he wants to get paid. But the Dallas Cowboys have paid a lot of guys, and the and and they pay them uh, really good money. I mean, but I mean, they're, we're looking at you know a differentiation between the Le'Veon Bell contract and the Todd Gurley contract. You're looking at guaranteed money. It's obviously significant enough. That Ezekiel Elliott's threatening to to sit out the entire year, right? So, or he's not going to play football with a new contract. So, I guess if if you look at how great the player is on the field and you've got no character issues, why wouldn't you then just pay him what he's looking for? Uh, you or come ask, close I, to I, it. I, I I don't know. You got to ask Jerry be, Jones. That there's I, something I, missing I, in I, those negotiations. I, I, I think it's I I don't know. I could be wrong on this. I don't know for a fact. I think it's just good old simple. Hey. Ownership doesn't want to pay X amount of dollars. Player don't want to go until he gets X amount of dollars, or they get close. It sounds like they're still far, far apart financially. That's what it sounds like. I think once they get a little closer, you know, Jerry Jones is like, "We'll pay him a hundred dollars to play football for us," and Zeke's camp's like, "No, he wants two hundred dollars to play football." Obviously, 
you know, silly numbers I'm giving you. And then, meanwhile, Zeke's camp's hoping to get 150 and not mm. 200. So it could be that thing where he's hoping to get closer. It's, they're, they're just, I just think maybe they're a little bit far apart on the money. I really think it's all money with this situation. I, I mean, but there's, I mean, there has been a regression, right? Because when camp just started opening, they talked about the fact that the com- the the negotiations were still ongoing, and you know there was a, a feel that a deal would get done, and <laughs> there are no none of those vibes anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, that's bad. I mean, the so about to start. in the span of three and a half weeks, you know, something is obviously changed when you look at the negotiations. You yeah, look at. It, you know what Jerry Jones has had to say publicly, joking around or not, in jest, bad joke or not, who cares? But, I mean, he, he, you know, what he had to say publicly, you have the fact that Marshall Falk is training Ezekiel Elliott down in Cabo to get himself football ready. You have Jerry Jones saying, I don't care when he comes back as long as he's here for the dog days of the season and he's fresh as a daisy come playoff time. I mean, something has obviously changed, Has because I'm not getting the vibe. I haven't heard anything that they're close in in contract talks. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're, 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 to me. But at one point in time, they were. They were. And, well, that's the beginning of the negotiation. And now there's a stalemate because no one's blinking. So one side's waiting for the other side to blink first. That's what it is. That's what I think it is. But if you were close at one point and there's no longer reports, then obviously the Cowboys' tact and stance or maybe contract has changed. No? Wait, hold on. But. I didn't hear that they were close at any point. They were yeah, talking. at the start of camp. They were. They were close. I yes. heard they were talking, and they and there were reports that they were close. Mm, okay. Well, I mean, so I I mean, it, it, now there's there seems to be no conversation. Yeah, it's a stalemate. Yeah. Now wow. there seems to be no talk. Now there doesn't seem to be any sort of back and forth. It seems like both sides are kind of stuck in the muck a little bit in terms of where they stand. I mean. Anytime, any way you cut it, it's an absolute mess. I mean, so for the Dallas Cowboys, they could tell you that, you know, they're not relying on any singular one player, and that's fine, and, and they're right about that. And they could talk tough in terms of uh, the negotiations with Ezekiel Elliott, but um, if you've watched the Dallas Cowboys play here, we all know, as you've talked about, I've talked about, the importance that number 21 is to that team and into their success offensively on the field. Yep. Exactly. It's got to be concerning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you are a supporter or a fan of Dallas Cowboys, you're definitely concerned. You're definitely worried. So, I mean, it's it's, it's going to come to it eventually. I mean, if if they're rolling week mm. two, week three, and he's not there, I mean, you know, it's like, all right, they're going to have to just onward and upward. you got to move on. Well, they will, they will with Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Week one against the Giants, we want to hear from you. Do you think Ezekiel Elliott will be uh, in uniform with that star on his helmet? For the Dallas Cowboys, want to hear from you at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It's Taz, it's Moose. It's a Thursday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. On this Thursday morning, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. CBS Sports Radio is toll-free live, brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, 15 minutes. You can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Yes, we're talking about uh, Zeke Elliott not uh, wearing his Cowboys Cowboys uniform, not playing with the Cowboys right now as they get ready to go into the season. And uh, the Cowboys, Jerry Jones and... Zeke have yet to come to terms uh, while he's got two years left on his deal. Let's go to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Talk to Jared. Jared, uh, listen on 96.5 FM. Jared, what's up? You're on with Taz and the Moose. 
What's going on, guys? How you doing, buddy? So, I'm doing all right. Just listening to uh, this whole talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I was just saying, I, I question whether it's actually smoke and mirrors, just so Jerry Jones has people talking about the Cowboys, or if he's really <laughs> trying to do something like what, what the Steelers did with uh, Le'Veon Bell and, and Connors. Mm. Yeah, he might want to be trying to uh, hold out and see if uh, – they go that route, you know. But either way, everybody's talking about Dallas Cowboys right now, all because Ezekiel hasn't showed up to play yet. Mm, so, but how does how does Jones profit off of what is the most marketable team in the NFL by guys on the radio, people on TV, people writing about it, and talking about the contract negotiation? I mean, he prints money already. Where's the where's the cost benefit analysis there, Jared? Well, I mean, if okay, so like if. Everybody's talking about him right now, about whether he's going to show up or whatnot. Uh, it, the whole whatever, it, they, they could be trying to shop trade deal because if they don't want to pay Ezekiel Elliott, what about the possibility of them holding out and they can still trade him? They don't have to pay him. They still have a good running back in the background. And everybody's all talking about how good Ezekiel Elliott is. It boosts up a trade value to any other team to where they could probably get decent picks, first-round picks or whatnot. I don't know how much of a possibility that is, but it it sounds more like they're trying to boost the value of Ezekiel Elliott, and they don't want to pay for him, so they'd be willing to maybe trade him somewhere else. And that's I don't know. I'm Jared, not a big I, businessman like that. No, but Jared, I, like you know, it's a it's a tough thing to uh, like what you're saying. I I, I kind of get what you're saying, but look, he's Ezekiel Elliott, who's the NFL's leading rusher last year, so. It's an easy sell to to you know speak to hype him because the hype is there and once the whistle blows and the and the ball's kicked off, and we are talking about the Dallas Cowboys here. This is is the quote unquote America's team, one of the most famous franchise, you know, in in all of sports for decades, right? So I get what you're saying. It seems like it's like you're saying smoke and mirrors with Jerry Jones because he's a he's a crafty, sketchy type of businessman. But I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I know. I feel you. I don't know about on this one, though, dude. I, I think that, and Jared, we appreciate your call. I, I think maybe uh, maybe it's just a matter of, my opinion, it's just, I just think it's a matter of, you know, money. I just think it's that uh, they, they they don't want to pay him. Zeke, they don't want to pay Zeke what Zeke wants to get paid. And and then and no one's blinking just yet. That's what I think it is. We'll go to Jersey, talk to John Moose. Yep. He is John, 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 John. He is John, 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 John. He is John, 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 John from Jersey. John, what's going on, buddy? What up, Johnny? Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you, brother? How you doing, man? All right. What's up? All right. Hey, um, do we have a Taz and the Moose video update, by the way? No, no video. Yeah, well, hold on. I think we have one. Hang on, listen. Oh, no, the crickets. Listen, listen. He knew that. He's like, oh, no, the crickets. Yeah, there's your update, bro. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but, um, yeah, it's no. uh, other. Well, the. the yeah, let me. The, don't. Please. Don't, John. What's that? No, because I, I was going to say something else, not about about video, but oh. I, I, I got to. I'm biting my tongue. No, uh, we have not got an update. I appreciate you asking. I'm sure Moose appreciates you asking. You know, we did those, uh, how many days was that? Two days we did? Seems like eons I, ago. I think you're right. I think it was two days. It was two days. Yeah, right before the Super Bowl. It was epic. I yeah, mean, it was, it was epic. great. No, Insane it was, amount of it was downloads. A lot of people watched downloads. Live great. views, live views. No doubt. It was great. Uh, but no, uh, it is not, it's not moved forward in any direction whatsoever. It has not moved forward at all in that direction. To bring you behind oh, the scenes, John, we've heard nothing. It, it probably yeah. has moved in any direction. It's moved backwards. Yes, yeah, south. It's definitely yeah. moved south. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's... But thank you for asking, John. Yeah, appreciate no, it. No, no, Good no Thursday. Yeah. Happy, happy morning. 
Well, happy morning to you guys, yeah. too. Okay, and as morning, far gentlemen. as Ezekiel yeah. Elliott, um, I agree with Taz. I think it's all about the money. I mean, I think sometimes we try to read too much into these things, and you know, maybe a team thinks this or they think that, and we're, in most cases, just follow the money. And I think um, eventually Jerry Jones is going to knuckle because more than anything else, he wants to win. And, and look, I don't know where Dallas is at in relation to the salary cap and you know whether they're thinking down the road that they got to pay Prescott or, or whatnot. I don't know. But I think right now it's haggling for the money. And I think if, if Dallas, you know, like anything else, if, if they start off the season 4-0, that's going to strengthen Jerry Jones. If they start off 1-3, and you're going to see Ezekiel Elliott sooner than later because mm. Jerry Jones is going to want to win. I agree with that. Well, I, yeah, agree. I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I don't, I don't dis, uh, disagree with that at all. But, uh, I mean, it, obviously, I mean, it's about the money to an extent, uh, but there's a reason why the Dallas Cowboys are not willing to go the extra mile for Ezekiel Elliott. Is they not? And you can talk about yeah. the running back position as well. You can talk about – you know the how often injured the life expectancy, but I mean, you know, wouldn't wouldn't you look at that if if you were in negotiating against Ezekiel Elliott, a guy that's been already you know suspended by the NFL, that doesn't factor into your mindset in terms of the contract you're offering the player, regardless of whatever well, they're on, saying let, publicly. Let me answer that question. Uh, let me, so, well, why then? Why would you pay him anything if you're that concerned? It has nothing to do with money. If you're Jerry Jones and you're truly that concerned, which he said he's not, Jones said he's not concerned mm-hmm. with off-field stuff. Then why would you? Then why would you pay him anything if you're that concerned about him? Well, because if you pay because him less, the players' league. No, 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 no. You're missing my point. If you're paying him less money, then that means well, if he makes a mistake off the field, we can eat it more. I, I don't think that's it. I think if you don't want a guy of good character on your squad, it doesn't matter how much money he makes or wants. Oh, that's I don't. How I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't <laughs> know about that. Well, you're talking about his character issue. Yeah, so, there is a character issue. You I, mean, I'm not disagreeing so, with you, but, so, I, but I'm, I'm not the guy paying him either. Uh, no, so. I, I, I understand that. I understand. I. So you think that? So encapsulate that for a second. So if there's a character issue, you pay him nothing. No, I didn't say that. I said nothing of the elk. What I'm saying, Moose, is this. If Jerry Jones, yeah. okay, if he has a, a problem with with Ezekiel Elliott's character, he's not saying it publicly, which to your point, he might still have a problem with his character, and he's just not saying it. I, okay, I quasi-agree with that. But I don't think it's like Jerry Jones behind the scenes is saying, well, you know what, I don't want to pay him X amount of dollars because this guy is a character problem. I'd rather pay him less money than I could deal with his character stuff or if he makes a mistake off the field, much better. I don't think money plays into Ezekiel Elliott's character or what they pay him at all. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Well, I, don't dis- I disagree with that. All right. I mean, uh, you know, if, if I pay a guy and I know that he is, I've got no issues with him. I put my head to the pillow at night and there's no reservations. I'm more comfortable paying that man than if I'm paying somebody that I'm nervous that his off-the-field antics are going to lead to another suspension. Yeah, um, And that affects the price that I'm going to pay him. Yeah, I, I, I mean, to me, I, if if I'm if I'm a general manager, I'm not, if if I look at two equally talented players, and one is a one is a character concern and one does not, you don't you think I'm going to pay that? I, I am not I am not paying one exactly the same as the other. If they're equal players, right? And I'm not pay, I'm paying the guy that I'm I know is going to be there. Right, no, I got more you. money than the guy that I have concerns about whether or not he's going to be there week in and week out.
if they're same level talent players, and and I get what you're saying, and I agree with you. That I agree with. I mean, because the, I mean, because then because I know about my investment. Right. There's less risk to my investment. There's there's a greater risk if if I'm investing in a guy that I have to hold my breath whether or not he is going to pull a woman's top down right. at a St. Patrick's Day parade because right. he thinks well, it's funny. I listen, I understand, Moose. I mean, no, it's uh, I, but I'm just saying, like, I don't. I don't know what what it is for a guy like Jerry Jones, a billionaire, who Jerry Jones answers really to no one at the end of the day. So I don't know what, if he really had that big of a problem with Zeke Elliott's character off the field. If no, no, asked I, about the question, I don't see why he wouldn't say, well, you know, he needs to he needs to mature a little bit. He needs to get his... Well, you but, know, but Taz, if he, if he came out and said that, people are going to be like, wait a second, you're the same guy that employed Greg Hardy. Well, I understand that. I mean, that, but I mean, who was up on charges for beating a woman I, when he was no. a member of the Carolina Panthers? Because then, no, no. My point being, though, Taz, that that's a no-win situation. Wow. If you look at it from a Jerry Jones perspective, if he comes out and says that, right, and talks about the fact and, and hammers home the, or or emphasizes the point of of Elliot's character concerns, every bad guy the Cowboys have have brought into the uh, the camp before now is. Thrown up on headlines on right. ESPN, right. on Fox Sports One, chatted about here on CBS Sports Radio, and saying, right. "Wait a second, you're the same guy that employed Greg Hardy, but you've got an issue right. with with Ezekiel Elliott." Now, Elliott's behavior away from the football field has not exactly been, uh, you know, choir boy, but no. right, it's no, not no. to the level the illegal activity that you've seen here or did see at one point in time with Greg Hardy. Right. No, I, and I mean, and, so know, if like he did that, say that, if he said what I, and I'm not saying, I'm just saying, Jerry Jones just. I think should be honest. I think he is being honest. I don't think he cares that much about what this guy is off the field. He said it. Reporters in Dallas say he feels that way. I don't think he does care. Well, then let me ask I you don't. this then. <laughs> don't you think that's foolish? I think it's foolish, yes. But I'm not Jerry Jones. I'm not the guy looking to pay this guy. This guy's looking not to wrestle, uh, to, to play football for me. I think I do. To answer your question, I do think it's foolish. Right, yes. and I, I would think that mindset is foolish uh, too. And I don't think you come to the success that Jerry Jones has had in the NFL and as a businessman by making foolish decisions. They might just feel that he's, just- and that's why I, I think that I don't think it does him any service. I, I don't think it does him any good by bringing up the character issues. I Taz, I said this five months ago. I thought if Elliott played ball with the Dallas Cowboys. And and, and I, I thought it would be easier for him to get the kind of money that he was looking for than if he played hardball with the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Because it, it's obvious that emotions are running high. Mm, I yeah. mean, when Jerry Jones, yeah. the next day after he joked around, Taz says, I've earned the right. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. I and, and didn't say it jokingly. No, he wasn't joking. He was very <laughs> serious. I've earned the right. I am the Cowboys owner. Right, to joke to, about To joke around about, about it. Zeke I've earned Elliot. that yeah. right. Yeah. I've, I've earned that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? You didn't hear anything from Elliott's camp after that that they were upset, right? No, radio silence. <laughs> I mean, no, you're right. He radio cut silence. that story off at the knees, did he Very not? Very true. Yeah, he was the boss. <laughs> you're right. Ain't no, ain't no doubt about it. He's the guy who wrote the millions I mean, and billions. Listen, Tess, when you, we're, we're going, I mean, we're talking about one and the same. It, it's obviously the money that Elliott wants, the, the money that Cowboys are willing to pay him. The rationale and the reasoning behind why there is, seems to be a little bit of a gap in between the two that can't be overcome here at this stage and as John mentioned, as we highlighted here, the next really turning point is going to be what do the Cowboys do on the field? Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. if the Cowboys are successful without Ezekiel Elliott, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to help Elliott no, negotiations. It, absolutely. And, John, thanks for calling, by the way. Um, yeah, no, no, I totally agree. Uh, uh, yeah, if they're losing, uh, then Zeke will be 
Wearing his number 21 real quick on Sundays. Uh, Andrew Bogus is here with his latest yes. uh, sports update. Sports anchor for Taz and the Moose. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm well, guys. How are you? What's Three, up, two, Andrew? one. There he is. Oh, now we're all Here is your report, guys. It is sponsored by the NFL, who invites fans to participate in Huddle Through 100. Fans are encouraged to volunteer by getting out, getting active, and improving their local environment. Visit NFL.com slash Huddle for 100 to learn how you can get involved. The preseason mercifully comes to an end tonight. All 32 teams in action. Then they begin whittling their rosters down to 53 by Saturday afternoon. There is also college football tonight. These are real games for ranked teams making their debuts, highlighted by number one Clemson against Georgia Tech at 8 Eastern. The Minnesota Twins, they've the best they've been in roughly a decade. A drive to left down the line deep in the corner. If that stays fair, that ball's gone. That is going to be a fair ball and a home run. A two-homer night for Scope down the left field line. Gone by plenty and just fair. So now 21 for Scope. 6-2 Twins. And then 8-2, the final over the White Sox. Corey Provis had the call on Twins Radio. It's a six-game win streak for Minnesota. It has them 30 games over 500 for the first time since September of 2010. But Cleveland won last night 4-2 in Detroit, so their AL Central lead remains three and a half games. Atlanta, a 9-4 win in Toronto. The Royals slowed down the A's 6-4, and the Astros outscored the Rays 8-6. That's six straight wins for Houston. The Dodgers blew a ninth-inning lead, then one in 10 in San Diego, 6-4. The go-ahead run coming in on a throwing error. The Cubs clobbered the Mets 10-6. All of those runs scored off Noah Syndergaard over three innings. It's my job to go out there and, and put up zeros, and I did the exact opposite of that. Noah, well, you're, you're, you're a Met fan, and you're saying clobbered, and it, it, initially it was a clobbering. But, yeah, it was ten one. But they they had a hell of a comeback, and they, and also the Mets they lost. had. I know they lost five but in a row. The, I am, okay. <laughs> but the Mets had a whole bunch of opportunities. They I don't know how many runs they left on base, but gee whiz, they had several innings in 11. a row. It was a lot. It's a lot, and and they 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 had a lot of chances. It was a ten seven final, right? I yeah. mean, so yeah, they had a lot of chances to win that game. They really did. I mean, and and kudos to my team and your team, Andrew, that they came back. But it wasn't mm, enough. And Thor, really? no, yeah, I'll no, take it. Sorry, they Mickey. Really believe- they played nine innings. Played nine innings. They came back. They didn't win, but they came back. Yeah, they, they didn't give up. Shouldn't they, have been the ten one hole. I, well, that's Thor. He, Thor well, and Rosario, me, it's done. Listen, Davis, Davis, Davis and left it's field. All, it's, oh, that's true. That's actually true. I forgot about that. Alonso it's, at oh, it's first. All, well, I missed a couple of things because I was, I was watching Big Brother. I had to watch Big Brother. Oh, so, so you missed the bad part. Uh, well, no, I looked at it. <laughs> I watched the first two innings. I saw a lot of the oh, bad. Oh, so you saw the bad. I did. I did. But then I, I bailed out. I, I gave up on him. And then I looked at my phone while I was watching Big Brother. I'm like, oh, we got a little comeback going. And then I jumped back on the wagon. So, but... I, I'm proud of the team. You look, wait, hold on. What's the matter? You're, you're selling moral victories. Yes, in a playoff I'm, chase. I'm all about that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Come all on, about that. That's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, you don't really look. They they tried. Listen, mean, they didn't give this up. Is not high school. I know it's, it's not, not high school. football. It's not, it's not school, about right? the effort. No, here. I know that. No, but what I mean, I'm saying that you're in a. You just lost. You just got hammered by the Cubs. No, I get your point. I get your point. But but I mean, Taz, you can't be I'm a sucker for guys not giving up, and they didn't give up. And it's easy in baseball to give up because you could go to sleep Bills sometimes. Have a, Bills lose a tough game to the Pats. Yeah. 
After the game's final, you're like, eh, man, at least we're in the game. Yeah. It's 21 nothing after three minutes, but they lose 35-21. They lose 35-27. You're yeah. like, man, at least in that second half, they were pretty good. Yeah. We won uh, the second half, Moose. Come on. Probably Chad, wouldn't say that. Chad, no, come on. Come on now. different. You know? That is that. Honestly, that's a tough pill to swallow on a Thursday morning. Because baseball is just a long, drawn-out oh, game. Come on. They didn't give up. They didn't give up. How can we not be proud of our team? Is this you being a mark? Wait a second. You're proud of a team that gave up. Meanwhile, you gave up on the game to go watch Big Brother. <laughs> well, when my wife yeah, said, Rachel. he's got you there. Well, hold on a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Now, wait, that's a DVR wait, situation wait, there. Not when your wife says this. Uh, can we watch some TV together <laughs> at least once well, this that's week? Fair. That's then fair. it's like, okay, I'm watching Big Brother. That's so fair. I know what hills to die on, and that's, it's not the New York that's Mets. That's a good one. There you between go. the Mets happy and my wife. wife happy life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I hadn't watched any TV with my wife all week. So she loves to spend time with me, just like you guys. Right. So, yeah. you know. I she just... gets to. Lucky oh, woman. Yeah. Yeah. She's so lucky. Yeah. She's, right. If she was here right now, she'd tell you how lucky she is. No doubt. Maybe. I don't know. Nope. Anyway. Um, yeah. So well, good, good, good effort. Is that what she sounds like? <laughs> exactly. <It's laughs> a little deeper voice today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm done. All right. Really? Yeah, you drove me it. out. Yeah. Um, Great job, buddy. Yes. Job. Hey, thanks. Uh, and again, thanks for covering for me while I was late. We'll get into the Josh McCown scenario with the Philadelphia Eagles. What are we talking about? We'll explain. Intriguing what Philly's going to allow the backup quarterback to do in 2019. That comes your way next. It's Taz. It's Moose. It's CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. So Josh McCown, veteran quarterback, currently the Philadelphia Eagles' primary backup to Carson Wentz. Um, retired earlier this offseason, signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. Before he signed with the Philadelphia Eagles, he signed on to be the coach for Myers Park High School uh, down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so the Philadelphia Eagles, with that being known, um have allowed have allowed um, Josh McCown to continue to coach Myers Park High School um, on Friday nights during their game. So Josh McCown all week long is going to prepare, obviously, as a backup quarterback with the Philadelphia Eagles, and then he will fly to Charlotte on Fridays, coach the team, and then fly back to wherever Philadelphia is on Friday nights or on Saturday mornings to rejoin the team and get them and be ready to play or back up Wentz on Sunday. I think this is the coolest thing. I mean, when I first heard, I was like, wow, this is shocking. For those kids at Myers Park High School down in Charlotte, it's got to be the coolest thing, not only to have a guy who's an NFL quarterback for a long time and just was, you know, in the league just about last year, and now he's back in the NFL with the Eagles, and he's still going to be your coach. Now, the thing is, you got to assume uh, Josh must have some really good assistant coaches um, at Myers Park High School, so... They're running the team, obviously, during the week. So and he's just coming in and maybe overseeing the play calling on game day on Saturdays for for this high school. But I think it's cool. I mean, I got to tell you, to be able to multitask like that and be an NFL quarterback and still coach up a team on, on game day, that's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, <laughs> it's, cool. It's, it really it, it's something I never thought I'd see. No, I mean, usually I it's a commitment to one or the other. Um, you know, obviously he's been around the National Football League for 15 years as an NFL quarterback. So, and he's played for a lot of different teams, for a lot of different head coaches, Taz. And you're right, obviously 
Uh, he trusts his assistants, yeah. offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, to put together the right game plan because, you know, aside from maybe, you know, uh, some video stream, phone calls, conversations, texting, whatever, I mean, he's not going to be heavily involved over the course right, of the week right. with this high school team. That's true. And you make a good point, though, in this day and age, too, digitally, you know, what they could send, they could video those practices and they could send him email links. He could look at it at night and see who's playing good, who's not. That's a good point. He could, from afar, coach the team through his assistance digitally uh, to the point you just made. But, yeah, it's a cool story. It's very interesting. Good for Josh. He can do this. Yeah. I mean, it, I never thought I'd see it. No, uh, me neither. I really didn't. Was, I had to read the story twice when I read it yesterday. <laughs> Crazy, but uh, it's a nice job by the Eagles and a good job by Josh McCown uh, and, and giving back and helping out the, the young football players out there. We'll come back. We'll go camping. We'll hit the campgrounds. We'll do that next. Task Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.